0: time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Shows entertainment bus. A former security guard for Lil Wayne filed a lawsuit on Friday, so he's claiming that the Grammy-winning musician threatened him with a semi-automatic rifle and punched him in the head about two years ago. So Rolling Stone got their hands on a seven-page document that explains what allegedly went down. So apparently Lil Wayne pointed a firearm directly at this guard as a threat and then punched him in the ear while waving the gun around. And this guy says that he was scared that Lil Wayne was going to shoot him. So what's the whole point of this? What is he really asking for? Well, the documents say that he suffered severe emotional distress. He had to get mental health treatment for PTSD that all allegedly stemmed directly from this incident. He says he got tons of medical expenses and lost a lot of money and earning capacity because of everything that went down. So he's seeking compensatory and punitive damages. Rolling Stone reached out for comment from both lawyers and didn't get an immediate response for the story. So I have a feeling this will probably be settled outside of court. I'm assuming he's just going to get like a massive lump sum and move on with life. Yeah, I feel like at the point of Lil Wayne's career, he probably just wants that to go away. But I don't know what would make you actually feel the need to pull a gun out on the guy that you hired to protect you. Like, I don't know what situation would cause it. Mm-hmm. That. that seems odd. Yeah, it is weird. Like, this is a guy that you're paying to make sure that people aren't waving guns at you. So kind of messed up that you're going to flip it around and do that to him. But I mean, he'll probably get some cash for it and, you know, it, hopefully they'll be able to, uh, move on from this experience. All right, Ryan Gosling, he's explaining the real meaning behind G and Kenning. This is absolutely hysterical because I feel like Barbie was such a massive pop culture moment, not just for this year, but I mean, I think probably for the next decade, Barbie is going to be one of those major, major icons up there. And, um, when he was presenting, um, producer Mark Ronson of the soundtrack, uh, for, uh, this, this massive award, uh, Ryan Gosling actually had to explain what Kennergy meant. You seriously could not have picked a more perfect person for this role. I feel like Ryan Gosling embraced this character. Oh yeah, did. In such a way that no other actor would have been able to. I mean, because it's one thing to, you know, crush the role in the movie, but then to also, like, kill it off screen and really carry the character off. Um, Icon behavior. Love Ryan Gosling. Was it you that was telling us um, last week that they somebody had started talking about a Barbie 2, but all the actors and the actresses in the movie are like, it won't work. I mean, this was like a one-off and it's perfect the way it is. Yeah. Uh, Margot Robbie was recently asked about it. And I know Greta Gerwig had already made some comments about how... They had pretty much done everything that they wanted to do with the film. and I mean, they really put everything into it. And so when Margot Robbie was asked about it, she kind of said the same thing. She's like, I don't really see a sequel happening because, like, you know, we accomplished everything that we wanted to. It was such a huge moment, I mean, for this year. But I really do think people are going to be looking back on this film with such... um, They're really going to look back on it fondly and what it did for pop culture and entertainment just for this past year so. I really think they're they're right on, on target. Like, I think it'd be a waste to do it a whole mm-hmm. other film. Right. But, of course, everybody, the suits are like, money, 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 right. money. You know. Like, there's, it was such a huge moneymaker. Which exactly is the storyline of the movie. So it'll be interesting <laughs> to see if they're going to do it again or not. It'd be very ironic. Exactly. All right, the Swifties have a new king, and it's not Travis Kelsey. It's Flavor Flav. He has decided to crown himself King Swiftie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I got my favorite people in life, too, just like I'm people's favorite in life. So you heard about about me being King Swifty, huh? Hey, the only thing I can say to the Swifties is I just embrace y'all back and I just thank y'all for all the love that y'all give me, you know what I mean? So y'all getting it back tenfold, baby. Yeah, that's right, King Swifty. Yeah, that's right. You call me King Swifty. It's cool. (laughs) Flav out here trying to do anything to make us forget about that national anthem he had a couple weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, if I can get the Swifties on board and become a part of my fan base, then maybe everybody else will move on. That's all that is. I tell you what I really appreciated that involved Taylor Swift. So Taylor Swift and Blake Lively posted a photo together, um, and it it was like Blake was kind of um, straddling, wrapped around the back of Taylor Swift, and they had like this sultry pose, and Ryan Reynolds photoshopped his face onto Blake Lively's and Travis Kelsey's on the Taylor. She <laughs> just the same photo, and I'm like, oh, I want to be a part of that squad so bad. I just know the four of them probably have the most hysterical group oh. chat. Where they're they probably have the most elite memes and TikToks in there. I I'm with you. I wish I could be a part of their friend group. All right, they're set to become the first ever live virtual band. I'll tell you how Kiss is going to live on long after they're gone. On your next eBuzz on the Burt Show, the Burt Show.